0: Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 791 of the Juice Box Podcast. I put too much emphasis on of, but I don't feel like re recording it, so here we go. On today's episode of the Juice Box Podcast, I'll be speaking with Danielle. Danielle has some children. One of them has type 1 diabetes and celiac. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you happen to have type 1 diabetes and are a U.S. resident, or you are the caregiver of a U.S. resident, please go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Join the registry, complete the survey. It all just takes a few moments. When you do this, you're helping yourself, you're helping other people with type 1 diabetes, you're helping research move forward, you're supporting the podcast, you're doing so many good things that at the end of that 10 minutes, you'll think, I'm such a good person. Like I've done so much today. I could probably take the rest of the day off. t1dexchange.org forward juicebox. Take the survey. Give yourself a day off. This installment of the Juicebox podcast is sponsored by InPen from Medtronic Diabetes. You're getting your insulin through a pen right now, but your pen doesn't do anything except sticky, sticky, pokey, pokey? Well, the InPen does a lot more because it actually pairs to an app on your phone that gives you much of the functionality of an insulin pump. Oh, you're intrigued, aren't you? InPenToday.com to find out more. Today's podcast is also sponsored by my favorite blood glucose meter, the Contour Next One. Head over now to ContourNext.com forward slash juice box to learn all about my favorite meter and whatever else that page has to offer, which is a a bounty. There is a bounty of information at ContourNext.com forward slash juice box. It's like... The test strips might be cheaper in cash than they are through your insurance, and you can buy them right online as well as that. it's too much for me to say here. I like this setup a lot. Okay. I do want you to push the microphone back up a little bit. Sorry. Back up? Yeah.
1: Okay, hold on. Let me take a deep breath because I'm a little...
0: Are you getting like, (sighs) you're fine. Don't worry. Everything's going fine.
1: Well, it's mostly because I ran up and down the steps and didn't catch my breath. That's how out of shape I am. Scott. I, I
0: would have never run up and down the steps in a situation like this.
1: <laughs> well, it's Scott Benner day. This yeah. is a big deal in my house right now.
0: <laughs> Did you send everybody out? Or are they like outside sitting in the lawn waiting for you to tell them they can come back in?
1: Well, No. Uh, school. They went off to school and then my husband. I, I'm sorry, but he, you are like his man crush.
0: No. Well, you not? are a
1: full on man crush. This is a big ordeal. Daniel he was wa- like, "Do you want me to stay just in case you like need me?" And I was like, "I don't need you." The
0: <laughs> house, Why am I not speaking to him? Um, do you think he? Do you think he'd get flustered? He wouldn't be able to talk.
1: <laughs> no, he would be. He would be able to do it. I'll get flustered. I might cry today. Full oh. disclosure.
0: No, let's, but no, let's get going. Um,
1: <laughs> but he, um, you're definitely his man crush. That is for sure.
0: All right. Well, listen. Introduce yourself and then explain that to me.
1: My name is Danielle. I am a wife and mom. I have got two sons. One is five, and then my 13-year-old is RT1D and celiac.
0: Okay, hold on a second. I like the way you said that. I'm making notes. I don't
1: like the way I said it either, and it's because I get choked up just saying it. No, not
0: that part. You said said I have two sons, right? One is five, and the other one Has, and I thought you said in the, and then you said the, is it 13?
1: Yep. He'll, he'll be 13 next week. Okay. You want me to redo?
0: No, you're doing great. I'm just, I was interested how you're, (laughs) listen, if we cut out the interesting parts, then this will be boring. I just, Uh this has nothing to do with anything, but it was interesting how your brain flipped it around. You're like, I have two kids. One is five, Right. And then mm-hmm. I, I can't even decide. Everyone go back and listen. It was interesting. Then your brain decided to say the second one a different way. It was interesting. So 13-year-old has type 1 How for how long?
1: Um, two years. So he was diagnosed. Um, sorry. This is a lot for me to even talk about, oh, really. Okay. Um, he was diagnosed one, one week before the COVID shutdown.
0: Oh, what a big week for you guys.
1: It was. It was a very big week.
0: So his pancreas stopped um, working, and seven days later, society stopped working.
1: Pretty much. That's how. That's how it worked for us. But if I've got to be honest, there was a slight relief that we were shut down. Uh, you know, a week after.
0: Mm-hmm. I've heard that from diagnosed. a lot of people. I've heard that from a yeah. lot of people who were diagnosed during the uh, during COVID. They're like, at least we were home and we had time to figure it out and everything. Exactly.
1: So, interesting.
0: So, um, did you walk around in a panic after the? COVID thing thinking like what could possibly be next. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah it right. was like nonstop panic. That's a lot of like, you know, we we've the mental part of all of this was a lot for us at that time. Sure. And we've really have worked our way, you know, through that and are in a much better place now. But it was a lot.
0: Danielle, I didn't believe you at first when you said you were gonna cry, but you're you're okay.
1: <laughs> no, like so here, let me be honest. So we've got I've done a lot of work for this. Um I've done a lot of uh to be able to be on this podcast. It started out just kind of being a joke between me and my husband. Mm-hmm. And then really it was I was realizing that I can't even say the words that my son is
0: a type one without breaking down. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's okay, Daniel. We're gonna work it out today. All right. I'm not gonna charge you a copay and you're gonna feel better when this is over, I promise.
1: Well, I have done a lot of work for it. I, I do feel like better about it. I feel like our entire our entire house is in a much better place for it. But I think I don't know if it would have been as hard for us. There were there were good things and bad things about it being, you know, during COVID and what that meant for us and our and our mental health for our families. So,
0: yeah. well, first tell me when you say you've done a lot of work. What does that mean?
1: So it took us a long time to find any help because of COVID shutdown and can't get a like in front of anybody. Can't get the help that we need. I was begging and begging anybody I could get a hold of, um, local groups, to us of you know I I just needed my son to meet another type one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I needed him to know that he wasn't alone. And, you know, camps were shut down. So those were virtual, which is kind of weird for at the time he was 11. So that was a little odd. You know, he didn't really want to get on those virtual camps. It wasn't sure. it wasn't his thing at that time. So I was trying to get him any help I possibly could. Tried reaching out to therapists, things like that. And um, it was a six month to one year backlog of waiting hmm. Um because the mental health in this, in our society is just, you know, during that time was so severe and still. So it was, we took a lot of time waiting before we could get any help.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so, I mean, I, I'm sorry, I feel like you're going to be upset, but I think we should talk about it. So yeah. what were the feelings like? I mean, I, I guess I'm assuming there's no other type one in your family, where you no. would you'd have some context. Do you guys personally, the four of you have any autoimmune issues besides type 1? No. Nope. How about extended family? Is your mom ever tired somebody have celiac? Uh,
1: not that we know of. Okay. Nobody has celiac, nobody has type 1 except for our son. Thyroid? Nope.
0: I'm going to keep Nothing. picking. Ready? Any bipolar people in the family like an uncle?
1: I mean, that I don't know. You don't know. Maybe.
0: Okay. Well, trust me, you'd know. And um, there, I
1: mean, there's Alzheimer's in our family. I know that, but like, I don't know
0: that. Alzheimer's, inflammation. Okay. I'm just, I, I realize, by the way, for people listening, that some of these things are not uh, strictly considered autoimmune. Uh, there's just the, yeah. there's things I hear from people over and over again that, um, that make me think about stuff like that. Okay. So there, so point is, it, it comes out of the blue. He's like, Almost eleven years old, ish or eleven, when it happened. Yeah, it
1: was a month before his birthday. About so.
0: There you go. COVID.
1: Yeah, and it happens a lot around birthdays. It seems like from all the stories that I've been hearing. So I don't know why, but Danielle,
0: your son has the classic COVID diabetes birthday. Um, Yeah. yeah. There's cards up and down the aisle for it.
1: Yeah, Uh. and you know we were in shock. We were at. um, I can remember being at his doctor's office and thinking that it was just. You know we knew something was going on with him. We thought that um either, you know, my son might be a head case in general and needs a lot of therapy. Like we thought that was just what it was because the emotions were so crazy at the time. Um, or but I was kind of thinking this might be something bigger than that, you know. Okay. And so uh, usually my husband and I, we don't go to the to every doctor's appointment together, but okay. something was unsaid that morning that we both just knew we were both going to this appointment.
0: Oh, I see. I see. Um, to go backwards for a second, your son may be a head case. What does that mean?
1: Well, I don't, you know, before diagnosis, it was like extreme, extreme emotional, like, you know, just changes in him that it was like, what is going on? I was noticing that he was kind of separating himself from friends. And now I, understand it's just he doesn't he didn't feel well Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah yeah. that's. i
1: noticed that you know the emotions were running high there was crying for kind of felt like no reason to us and just emotional outbursts
0: so how long do you think the um the type one was affecting him before you figured it out
1: i think i think that um probably six months prior we had maybe a little note of it and then his probably pancreas kicked into gear and just kind of back to normal for a few more months. Uh-huh. And then we were about um, he, a stomach bug went through our house. And after that stomach bug, he was just never recuperating from it. He was never felt like he, he wasn't getting better when the rest of us had. And it would like ebb and flow where it was like once or twice a week. He was just not himself.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um, how did it present? I mean, what, what sent you to that doctor's office with so much confidence that there was a problem.
1: Um. So one, the emotions were just, he just wasn't my kid anymore. Like, I mean, he was obviously my kid, but he just wasn't acting right. like himself. And he's usually like super outgoing. He was becoming very introverted. Um, he was complaining of like stomach aches and headaches and things like that. But, you know, I mean, you're not running a fever, you go to school. You're not throwing up. You're not running, running a fever. You're going to school. Right. Like, and I feel so bad. And there's so much guilt now because I put him through that. Mm. you know when he really really wasn't feeling well but we are the family that like you know both mom and dad work we can't like if yeah. you're not you're not running a fever and you're not really you know that sick and it just seems like you're tired or you stayed up too late
0: last night or something like that you're you're going to school what, what why does that make you feel guilty
1: because i mean he was suffering
0: right well how is he now
1: he's great he's well, thriving
0: yeah that, that's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I we're mean, good. if you if you got into a little time machine and went and found some parents from 1974 and said uh, hey would you feel bad if you sent your kid to school with a stomach ache when he didn't feel good because he was about to get diagnosed with diabetes they wouldn't even know what you're talking about um, yeah yeah you know, I know. so <laughs> I hear you I mean listen I had guilt myself I've seen my wife have it um, but at some point the truth is it, that part's over now you know, like you'll, you'll never make that mistake again. If if you have 73 kids and 73 kids get type one diabetes, you're going to, you're going to know it every time. And, uh, it's a learning experience for sure. And he's fine. So I don't know. Onward.
1: We are on high alert now with the five-year-old. Anytime that he's saying that he doesn't feel well or something like that, we are, we are on high alert. So,
0: well, would you prefer to get him a trial net test and and just find we out we
1: have really really thought about it and we've been like right on the brink of doing it and then we're there's something that like holds us back and that we don't do it like i don't know if it's because um i don't know why toward- i i mean i'm not completely against it but i also feel like we at least know the signs now mm. you know so i feel like we might be in a better position, you know, but I don't know. Let we, me ask, we keep going back and forth. I
0: understand. And I have no preference on this. Just let me ask you questions mm-hmm. better to feel the way you feel now, or just know that he's got the markers for the antibodies.
1: I, that's what we don't, that's what we're debating right now. All and right. that's why we can't make up our mind. Cause we're like, what's going to make us feel better about this? Like that. We are just on high alert when he doesn't feel well, or that we know that he has those markers. And when he doesn't feel well, we're, will we end up just taking him all the time to the doctor? Or pricking his finger constantly because, well, you know, we're yeah, just yeah. making assumptions. Yeah, yeah.
0: So my question is, is are you, um, is this self-flagellation? Are you torturing yourself on purpose?
1: Oh, yeah. I definitely torture myself on purpose. That is for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know everyone thinking, listening now, 14 minutes in. Scott already understands what's happening. I know it's a it's my gift it's only it's the only thing I'm good at. Thank God that yeah. people came up with cell phones and these microphones or really everything I'm good at in the world would have just been wasted on Kelly Colin Arden <laughs> yeah <laughs> and <they would've>... yeah <laughs> my wife my wife once told me you should be a human resources director and you uh, should she's like she's like you you figure people out so quickly and I was like, ah oh, it's just because I'm willing to generalize. The rest of society gave up on it. I think it's terrific,
1: but like we can't have you doing that because uh, the podcast needs you. I'm busy. There's a lot of T ones that need you. You're 100 right. You can't have a backup plan. Sorry, this is it.
0: You're right, Daniel. I'm done. I gotta make these. I gotta make this podcast. But okay, so I would say, I mean, let's say the obvious things. Um, Therapists make you come back week after week after week until you come to a conclusion. Uh, Stop torturing yourself. That would be one thing. Uh Uh, There's no reason to feel guilty. You didn't do anything wrong. And uh, sounds like your kid's doing great now.
1: Yeah, right. It's I. It, yeah, but it's hard. You know that that really is what my therapist tells me. Like, oh. stop torturing yourself. Yeah. Like, you, you know. You, but you hearing yeah. it and feeling it are two different things. Oh, of course. Why? You know. And there's the constant conflict. So
0: why is it yeah. hard to not just to just let it go?
1: I I don't know. I don't know if it's because we're just at that two years, but like I I feel. There's something in within me that if I feel all the things for him, mm-hmm. he won't have to hurt. No, he won't have to suffer. I... And that's not the truth, right? This yeah. is his journey,
0: right? Well, I was he also... needs to do
1: this. But there's something in me that that's what I take on.
0: I understand. I believe too that might be um not real.
1: No, I know that it's yeah. not real. So you're I know that it's not real. It's just I can't keep that from from building up.
0: All right. Let's ask a couple more questions. Danielle. Any chance you're Catholic?
1: Okay. I am. There's the Catholic guilt.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cause you're, you're martyring yourself right now. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's all. Not, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, here you <laughs> it's
1: just something, it's something I got to work through. It's something I've got to move forward with. And I mean, this is where we're at. And you know, I'm seeing, we were suffering a lot for a long time and now I'm seeing, our family is in such a better place and i know i i do know he's going to thrive Mm -hmm. he will do great with this he is already taking on so much of his own management that you know well i can't say i mean he's at a 5.8 a1c and we're mdi like i feel like
0: we're crushing it right so well listen i don't want to I'm, I'm not looking to make you think about things that aren't going to happen, but I would say this, let's say just things keep going wrong. I don't know. Every yeah. three years on, on this kid's birthday, you get something else, right? Um, uh-huh. I, uh, you know, when Arden was a baby, uh, she would say, what matters when she meant that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's not, I think it doesn't match. These things don't match expectations um, or hopes and dreams. But I, I don't know that, I mean, giving up, whether it's in the physical space or in your or in your psyche,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you're going to be alive one way or the other. Yeah. Y- y- you know, so I, I say don't give up. I, I say fight. I, I, and I say don't torture yourself because there are, I, I don't know how old you are. Would you tell me?
1: I'm 40 and I'm loving it i was okay. so excited for my 40th birthday cool. this past
0: year. You, you're, you're quite literally then 10 years younger than I am.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm going to tell you now, as silly as it may sound to people who are younger, I'm already imagining like this is it for me. Like, I, like I'm in the last third of my life, statistically, right? Like maybe I'll live past 75, but I you know, I've raised a kid with type one diabetes. I've probably had a lot more stress than most people do. I have a job where I sit still, you know, and even if I make it to 80, my mom's 80. It doesn't look like uh. a whole bunch of fun. Danielle is near as I could tell. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and, and so what my point is, is like, this is it right here. Like I'm, I, I have 25 years left that I can really probably enjoy the last 10 are not going to be super exciting as far as moving around and everything. I have 15 years of my life left to really do something. And I look back on the time that I spent feeling upset or worried or burdening myself. um, And I think, I wish I could go back and smack that guy in the head and tell him that when he was 50, his knee was going to hurt all the time. And that, you know, you you really should enjoy this time right now because you're giving it away. And yeah. e- even if psychologically you can't bridge that gap, I understand, but I don't know. Like, it's, it just seems like a shame because look at you guys came out of this the other side. The kid's doing terrific. Um, yeah. And you should be enjoying this right now. I mean, he's, he's a 13. I'm going to tell you right now, you won't believe this. And maybe people have said it to you in the past. He's 13 that testosterone's going to start hitting him really soon, and he's going to become such a dick and just like... I,
1: well, this is kind of already
0: started. It, it's it already started. Kind of.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm just telling you.
1: Sometimes he's a super su- super sweet kid, but there mm-hmm. are times where I'm like, geez,
0: Wait till he I rolls past you and doesn't give you that hug. he used to give you for no reason. You're gonna. Oh, just- that is
1: already started. Mm-hmm. Not all the time. There are if nobody's looking, he's definitely like very loving, but if we're around other people uh-uh stay away from me That's mom right. no so way. i'm
0: telling you enjoy it while it lasts so yeah. also give me a second here mm-hmm. for some reason someone in my home turned the air conditioner on up here and so Is it a warm day uh, i mean i don't know but i'm sitting here and i do not want the air conditioner running <laughs> i'm i'm just adjusting it right now all right like, I'm sitting here. Am I like getting cold? I'm like, what's going on? Uh, I'm the only one up here. I get to decide how warm or cold it is. It's not up to other people.
1: All right. <laughs> it's like the typical dad.
0: I, I'm in charge of almost adjusting nothing. The I'm adjusting um, char- Do well, you have
1: your New Balances on too, Scott?
0: I, well, first of all, are they white? That's insulting. <laughs> and uh, I actually wear another type of sneaker that are embarrassing because my feet hurt, and they're not New Balances.
1: <laughs> are they? Uh, let me guess. Are they the? oh, He
0: doesn't have them over here. Uh, you trust me? I don't know. Are so.
1: they the Hoka's?
0: No. Oh. All right. No, all right. I, I don't know uh, what they're called. All I know is they're more expensive than sneakers that look nice, and uh-huh. and my feet don't hurt when I wear them. Okay. So. There you go. All right. So okay. So we we notice all the the changes. Take him to the do- You take him to a doctor's office, not to a hospital, right? Why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, don't you take the time to get yourself an accurate blood glucose meter? Why did you just take the one they gave you? Oh, okay, you might not have known back then, but now here you are talking to your pal Scott, and he's telling you, ContourNext.com forward slash juice box, check out the Contour Next One blood glucose meter. Easy to use, easy to hold, easy to transport easy to see with at night, great screen, simple, simple screen, no like little, it's not like a ton of little, what do I, like icons and thing, you know what I mean? Like you don't look at it and go, what the hell is happening? Just the number right there. Done. I know what I need. You can actually set the meter up uh, with your range. It'll give you like a color code. So I I mean, I don't want to go into it now. Go to the website, contournext.com forward slash juice box. Check out what it does. If you like it, you hit the Buy Now button right there on the site, and you can buy the thing online a bunch of places. Walmart.com, Amazon, Walgreens, CVS, Meyer, Kroger, Target, Rite Aid. Uh, would I lie about that? I wouldn't. The button's right there on the website. You go over and check it out. All kinds of things you're going to learn when you get there. What customers are saying about the device, how you might be able to get the device and the test strips cheaper uh, cash than you're paying now through your insurance. These are all things you should investigate, but in the end, you want to be using an accurate blood glucose meter, and the Contour Next one is, is our choice. Arden's been using it for a number of years now, and I, it really is, like, honest, the best meter I've ever used. It's my favorite by far. Contournext.com forward slash Juicebox. Links in the show notes. Links at juiceboxpodcast.com. When you use my link, type it into a browser, you're supporting the podcast and you have my eternal thanks. Now, don't go just yet, because we still have to talk about the InPen from Medtronic Diabetes. If you don't want an insulin pump, right on, you do you. But don't just use a pen. Don't just use a regular old, like, turn the thing, say three units, push the button, pen, that's all it does. Get yourself an InPen from Medtronic Diabetes, because this InPen pairs with an app that shows you a dosing calculator, active insulin remaining, glucose history reports, activity logs, Dose history, meal history, and your current glucose. I know I've blown your mind. But this is all, it's all real. You can get some of the functionality that you expect from an insulin pump with the InPen. And that ain't nothing. InPentoday.com Once you're there, you can fill out some information to get more information sent to you. You can watch some videos to see how things work. You can even, even... Even find out about their 24-hour technical support, hands-on product training, and online educational resources. And oh, by the way, you may pay as little as, hold on to yourself here. For, like if you're driving, really focus on what you're doing. Because when I say this next bet, you could just go right off the road. Pay as little as $35 for an InPen. Medtronic Diabetes doesn't want the cost to be a roadblock to you. So with the InPen Access Program, You could pay as little as $35. The offer is available to people with commercial insurance terms and conditions apply, of course, but it could be you. Go find out, baby. InPenToday.com. InPen requires a prescription and settings from your healthcare provider. You must use proper settings and follow the instructions as directed, or you could experience high or low glucose levels. For more safety information, once again, visit InPenToday.com.
1: Yeah, we took him to the pediatrician Mm -hmm. and, you know, he goes in and we're there for a total of five minutes before the doctor comes and tells us, you know, I'm not the one who technically can diagnose this. However, you know, blood glucose is higher than what we can test for in this office. You are looking at a, at a type one diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I sat there thinking, Danielle, hold it together hold it together. Your kid's right there. He's going to see you. He's going to see you. And I, I like couldn't take it. And so my son saw me kind of start to tear up. We've got the doctor telling him, you know, you are going to live a long life. This is not going to stop you from doing anything. Um, you're going to be fine. We're going to get you the help that you need. Mm-hmm. And he tells me, I'm going to let Peyton Manning's know that, that you'll be coming. Um, and I said, okay. Um, like, do we just set up an appointment with them? Like, I'm still in shock. I don't understand like how big this is. And he looks at me like I have two heads and he said, no, you're going now mm-hmm. you leave this office, you go straight to the ER I'm letting them know you're, you'll be there. So, um, you know, we have, so we, we go to the, the hospital. We're there for Literally just one night, he was at 13 A1C and um, uh, it was like a whirlwind of maybe, I don't know, not, not, it was maybe like around 36 hours probably that we were there. But by the time that we were kind of checking out, he was already doing his own injections. He wanted to get out of there. I wanted to get out of there. It was really weird in the hospital because it was, again, COVID situation and Mm -hmm. it was at the very beginning of it all. And so you're hearing a lot of the COVID
0: yeah. discussions, right. but
1: not really knowing what it meant. We're asking questions about it and they not getting a lot of answers around it. Because they didn't know either. Weird.
0: Yeah, they didn't know yeah. either. Hey, uh, yeah. I have to say, this Peyton Manny he's got his name on a children's hospital.
1: He does. And I have to tell you that they are absolutely phenomenal. Huh. That, that our endos there, the whole whole group, they are awesome. So
0: Well, I have a new new goal now. I want to put my name on a children's hospital. That sounds amazing. That seems like a vanity. Scott Brenner,
1: children's hospital.
0: It seems like a vanity thing of all vanity things, putting your name on a hospital. Do you think that? I
1: mean, I feel like you deserve it at this point, right? Oh,
0: I mean, I've never thrown a football to somebody, but yeah.
1: Well, but like, look at this podcast, right? That's like
0: equal, right? Yeah. Oh, trust me. I was being sarcastic. I definitely deserve it before Peyton Manning. (laughs) (laughs) and by the way so do about a thousand other people
1: (laughs) yeah oh come on okay where we're from Peyton Manning is God so uh he deserves this
0: he deserves this he has
1: done so much for this community though like I he does deserve it he's done a like an amazing job with our community okay
0: all right listen I'm just saying if I was a professional athlete and I was Pulling tens of millions of dollars out of a place. I'd give a little back, too. I, I think that seems yep. reasonable. Very yeah. nice. Uh, I just, you struck me. You were like, we have to go to Peyton Manning. And I was like, the football <laughs> player? How is that going to help
1: I him? just call him up real quick. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Head
1: on over to his house. He knows what to do.
0: Peyton Manning <laughs> knows what to do. Ooh, that could be the title of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you're in and out of there pretty quickly because they're basically pushing everybody out of the hospital who doesn't have um, – you know, who doesn't have COVID at that point.
1: Exactly. So
0: what, exactly. How do they, how do you stay in contact with people? Cause I imagine you don't know what you're doing on day, you know, three. So are you, are managing from home over the phone?
1: I mean, we, we didn't even do that. We just managed from home. I wasn't even calling them at that point. I was,
0: okay. you know,
1: we went through like the full, like T1D school in right. four hours while we were there. And then we left.
0: And that, that was it. You were gone. What was his yeah. blood? Do you remember his blood sugar? <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't remember his blood sugar. I want to say, so when we were at the PEDS, it was higher than what the pediatrician can actually right, check for. So or I want to say when we got there, I don't, I want to say, I, I have no, no idea. Okay, I don't recall. Fine. I just know that he was at a 13A1C.
0: But he they they put him on a drip, right? They, t- they brought him down for everything and then got him going again. What was his reaction? Like you're sitting there crying is he confused?
1: Yeah. Very confused. Okay. Very confused. You know, he thought he was going back to school that day. We had, we had left, uh, school to take him to his pediatrician appointment thinking he was going to go back. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he thinks he's going out to lunch before he goes back to school. Like, you know, I'm getting Taco Bell today before I go back to school. He's thinking like he's loving life. And then that was not the case. Yeah. I think we still had to get Taco Bell on the way, but, uh, cause he was hungry, but I think that was my weirdest point of leaving the pediatrician and going to the ER was that it was over lunchtime and my kid was hungry. And he's like, mom, I'm like, I haven't eaten lunch. and my I'm like, I don't know what you're allowed to eat and what you're not allowed to eat. If that has anything to do with this, I don't know what to do. And my husband looks at me and he's like, Danielle, it's going to take five minutes to go through the Taco Bell drive-through, stopping at get this kid some food. We don't know once we get to the hospital, how long it's going to be until he does get to eat. So mm. feed the kid, just yeah we're on our way. It's 5 minutes. He's going to be fine. We're going to get there, feed him.
0: Like It's interesting to so. me because Arden was basically luggage when she was diagnosed. Not only was she too, you know, but Yeah. you know, she was in a she was she was on her way to a coma as well, so she was a little little spacey by the end, um yeah. which you didn't really notice until you noticed. Um but okay, so he gets to the hospital, you do all that, you get home, what and they and you're you're MDI now 2 years later. So uh pens they they sent you with i imagine
1: yep they sent us home with pens um he was back so this was on a friday he was back at school on monday
0: Hmm.
1: so so giving his own injections and that was the most bizarre thing we had heard over the weekend you know rumors about schools shutting down and things like that and my husband was like one i work for a small company my husband works for for a small company it's hard sometimes to give get abrupt time off i know as, as stupid as that sounds no, I understand. it's hard to rearrange things in order to get that time off and at that point like look what are you gonna do send him to school he's doing fine ish you know like what, do we take this time off and my husband's like he has one week and then we may be shutting down we, I, he needs to go to school when you say so, doing
0: fine is that is that he's doing fine or you don't understand all the reasons why you might not have wanted to do that
1: yeah we just didn't understand we didn't understand we didn't understand anything that we were doing at that time that was the most bizarre thing like luckily his teacher had reached out to us over the over the weekend to say hey is he okay didn't come back to school and we let him know he set up a 504 meeting with our um, nurse and our school counselor for that morning on Monday and we're going to that morning meeting and dropping my kid off at school, and that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I don't know how to take care of him. Right. Like, how how do you guys know how to take care of him?
0: Mm-hmm. I I almost couldn't let Arden get on a bus. Yeah, yeah. I, I had like all that feeling, and it, yeah, it, 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 looking and you back, had
1: years of experience at that point.
0: Yeah, but looking back, it stemmed from I didn't have any confidence even in what I was doing. So right. I mean, I couldn't imagine that someone else who didn't care about her would do better than I was doing. And I was trying really hard and not doing particularly well. So yeah, yeah, I get that. I really do. All right. So he heads back. Everything's, I mean, he's given himself his own shots in three days.
1: Yeah. He was giving himself his own shots by the time we left the hospital on Saturday.
0: That's pretty cool. I'm going to talk about it on here at some point with Arden, but Arden just gave herself her own shot for the first time. Like,
1: a well, month, was it, ago? here's the, here's what I think is the difference. Was it with like a needle that she's pulling and then, or is it, was it with an actual pen?
0: No, it was a needle.
1: I, I think it's very different when it is a pen.
0: Because it looks like physically appears different.
1: It's just, it's an easy little teeny tiny push. It's the, you know what I mean? It's a teeny tiny needle. It's a, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it looks different. It feel less like, like sterile I, I, or it, less like medical. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's something about it. that just feels like a little bit easier. I think
0: I'll get her on here and let her f- explain it. So cause yeah. I, I'm interested because she, she, and I don't want to give it away, but it might've taken her hours to do it. So it was yeah. just, she'd just never done it before. Um, but she did it anyway. Um, uh, okay. So who oversees his care moving forward? Is it both you and your husband, one of you, just him? How does that all work?
1: we are we are a 50 50 household in pretty much almost everything that we do mm-hmm. so it's when it comes to his management we're
0: still 50 50. okay so would you say at this point so we
1: text diabetes we are all on the same text string so that we are not um i'm not sending him a text that my husband's sending him a text we all know exactly what's happening at the same time okay so that it doesn't feel like mom's nagging and dad's nagging we know when one person has already talked to him about it
0: it. Okay, okay. So you, you guys are in a text string together, the three of you? Yeah. All right. Um he sees uh let's make something up here. He leaves school today, he's walking home, um a, he sees something on the side of the road that he wants to buy, he buys it for food, he texts you and says, Hey, how many carbs do you think this is, or he does it on his own?
1: Um depends. If, if it's something that it's not normal for him, he'll do it, it he'll text us. And we'll talk about like, hey, where are you at? Like, which that's a weird thing we say all the time is where are you at? And other families around us are like, he's right there. What are you talking about? And I'm like, no, the number. Like, but that's a weird thing that our family is always saying is where where is he at? Where are you at?
0: That, that's uh, your, we that's your shorthand. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but so we'll kind of talk through it or be like, oh, well, you also have practice. So maybe think about doing this much instead, you know, this many units or, you
0: know, mm-hmm. All right. Well, that all makes sense. Um, is he using a CGM?
1: He is. He's on a Dexcom. We so while we were in the hospital, I'm I'm learning about the Dexcom. Our two week checkup, of course, because we thought uh, this shutdown was only going to last two weeks. I'm telling his endo at that point, like, we need this. I want this CGM. My he's a very active kid. He plays travel sports. He's in travel baseball. I cannot imagine him being out in the field for an entire inning without knowing where he's at. Like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, and he's not coming in every inning and pricking his finger. Like, we're, you know, we got to get something figured out. I need more than this. We need, you know, you ever hear? So we, we had it within a week.
0: Did you ever hear, did you ever hear Sam Fold on the show? Sam's a, he's a former major league baseball player. He's the general manager of the Philadelphia Phillies now, but he's been on a couple of times. At one point he said, you know, he's older, you know? Mm -hmm. um, And he said that uh, if you ever see me on TV playing baseball and I'm chewing seeds, my blood sugar's okay. And if I'm chewing gum, I'm low. And that was the extent of his diabetes management while playing for the, I think the Rays, uh, the A's, uh, Maybe I forget he was on three or four teams, and, and uh, he played for eight, eight or nine years. So um, I get how you feel, and I wonder how much. But I also, I also know that a lot of people have been okay for a long time, and I, I struggle. I, in the past, I'm getting better at it now with the balance between those things, like. I don't know what Sam's blood sugar was when he was playing Major League Baseball, right? Like maybe he was out there and it was 200 and that's just what he felt like he had to do because CGMs don't exist at that point, et cetera, right? Um, but, and would I want my daughter to be 200 for four hours in the afternoon? I wouldn't, and I would actively do something about it. But if it were to happen once or twice, I've also learned not to freak out about it. So it used to be, there's a difference between being upset and being okay with it. And and here's what I mean by that. I, I used to see a blood sugar 150. It's a little sticky. I can't get it down. And it bothered me. You, you know, I was the entire time it was up. I was concerned about it. It was in the forefront of my mind. And now I've done this for so long. I know, okay, put this insulin in here. And in an hour and a half, this is going to be lower again and it's okay and i do not think about it in that hour and a half anymore so as long as it's not going up meaning that what i think is happening isn't happening as long as i'm seeing uh steadiness and a decline i don't think about it again and i made that decision consciously because i was pretty sure i was going to i was going to burn myself out a lot faster you know yeah. because Her blood sugar is going to go to 140. It's going to go to 180. It's just things are going to happen. Um, What I do next seems important. And I draw a little bit from those older type ones that I've spoken to about that. Because, okay, Arden's blood sugar can't be 200 forever. It can't be 180 forever. It can't be 140 forever. That is going to long-term be a problem. But for three hours, if it's not impacting her in any other way you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, not that it's not a problem, but I can't, I can't torture myself about it. Yeah. That's all. Well,
1: I'm a lot, we're a lot better about it now. And, you know, through listening to the podcast, we're a lot better about, you know, just dealing with it in the moment and then mm-hmm. moving on. Um, But I, I, at that time at right at diagnosis, I was so scared of those lows and so scared that, you know, my, my kid was going to have a seizure out on the field. Right. That I was, I, I needed to know. I needed to know where he was at so I could help guide this. And I would sit there um and just look at the Dexcom, the whole game. Mm-hmm. The whole game for that first season. It was a delayed start because of COVID yeah. to the season. So we didn't have near as many games. But I I sat there and I would just stare at it nonstop, just to know where he was at.
0: How'd you find I will
1: the... say though, I I do know if he's going to uh fall out, fell off, he's going to strike out or if he's gonna like get a hit, judging by his numbers now.
0: You can tell by his blood sugar. Yeah. What do you think? That's like, his high hand-eye coordination.
1: I I do. I think it's hand-eye coordination. I think um, there's. I think there's like a different levels of kind of anxiety that go along with it too.
0: Mm, okay. Um, it's interesting. So I don't discount mm-hmm. what you're saying. Arden's uh, foot speed would drop significantly over a certain blood sugar when she was playing softball. Yeah. I also. Uh, wonder what you're seeing with that in general because baseball, I mean, uh, softball, but similar game, um, I did not see a ton of impact from playing softball on blood sugars. Like Arden could stay pretty steady during a game and not drop like afterwards. Um,
1: Well, we were honeymoon. uh, We've had a really long honeymoon. Okay. A really long one. So we were about a year and a half in before we noticed. So we went through two baseball seasons of honeymooning where oh. we didn't really worry about the highs we didn't get highs like at highs at that time for us anything over 180 we weren't getting oh okay we were only getting quick drops and lows
0: that makes sense Wow. That's so, a, a long honeymoon
1: uh well and so we've actually randomly we found your podcast right as we were having troubles because we were coming out of honeymoon and didn't know how to do this anymore because it was a whole other ball game Um, is when we found the podcast, but at our last endo, probably three weeks ago, they said that they think that he might still be honeymooning from time to time. Like his pancreas may still be kicking in judging by what they see is happening on his graphs and things like that. So I don't know. I don't believe it. I think that he's past that. Um, when we were honeymooning, we didn't have the protein and fat rises. We didn't have that. We didn't have, you know crazy high numbers and things like that. We didn't have to do corrections ever.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. You were getting help from somewhere. I mean, uh-huh. especially if you're stopping at Taco Bell still. Yeah. It's so, not right. <laughs> um, is there ever talk about a pump or is he really like the pens?
1: He'll be my, I will push that. He will be on a pump. Um, by his freshman year of high school. I would like for him to have a minimum of four years kind of training on it before he leaves to go to college
0: or leaves to go to a out into the world. Okay. So why is it not important now, but it's important in high school?
1: Um, we are doing really well maintaining now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's with still, we are texting diabetes. I can't be texting him diabetes when he's 19 years old. I mean, I guess I can, But like, I would like that training on this pump together as a family when he like for a few years before he leaves.
0: Well, I, um, hold on a second. I I get where you're coming from. I'm pulling my texts up with Arden right now because I think there's one here from last night that says, hold on. How did we get so low? I don't know. Are you planning on doing something about it? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh
1: huh. When? That's uh uh-huh.
0: Leave me alone. That was it. that's
1: all very similar. Yeah, <laughs> to what we deal with now. Yes, that sounds very familiar. She's so, gonna
0: she's gonna be eighteen in a couple of months. So
1: yeah, um, but one day I'm gonna have to let him just go, and I need to know for my own sake that I've done everything that I can possibly training hmm. to get him there. But like right now, I know that it's, it's, I'm, he's, he's a little bit more open to it now to get on a pump.
0: Oh, yeah. He has
1: been kind of hesitant because he doesn't want to wear another device, like things like that. So, which I get, but I'm, and so I'm kind of like, you know what, we're fine right now. But if you start slipping and our A1C is going to go, you know, above 6.3, which that's the highest we've been on MDI, right? then you will be going on a pump. And Mm -hmm. when you get to high school, you will go on a pump as well. He's in seventh grade now.
0: So so I I don't see anything wrong with what you're saying. I I think it's rock solid thoughts. I want to add to it, but not confuse that I'm I'm not rebutting what you're saying by saying this. Um, All of the things, almost all of the things that I worried about over the years about the future, now that the future is here, I'm not in any way concerned about them.
1: I know. I need to stop worrying so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I even like so. Arden's chosen a college. She's going to go really far away from here. Like yeah. the kind of far away where if somebody says, I need help, I can't drive to you. Like I can get to my son. If, if my son texted me right now and he was like, You have to come here two and a half hours from now, I'd be standing in front of him. Um, yeah. If Arden texts from where she's going and says, You have to come here, and I jumped in my car. About 13 hours later, I'd be to her. Um, and the truth is, is that that might be quicker than an emergency flight that would, you know, get me there. But, you know, unless I got lucky and like showed up at the airport and there was a flight available, right? Right. So she is going to be farther away than we can impact. Like there's just not going to be any way for us to be a person that that's valuable for her in any kind of an emergency situation. Um, and I don't even care a little bit. And I know if you would have told me that 10 years ago, I would have just maybe had a mini stroke. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So interesting. I don't know. I I feel
1: very confident that he will be successful in this and that he will be doing his own thing and managing this very well. Yeah. I have full confidence in that. It's just getting him there. I think it's, um, being diagnosed at 11 and the timing is just kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like, not that any timing is great mm-hmm. for being diagnosed or isn't weird and people, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not saying that our situation is... You know, this isn't like a a, a test to see you, who has the worst situation. Danielle, That's what you I'm apo- saying. Are
0: you apologizing to everybody for? Well,
1: really, yeah, because <laughs> I don't want it to sound like oh, well, is me. We're so stop, we have it worse stop, than everybody else. Stop. No, we don't.
0: Everyone who listens but, to this understands you're not doing that. And if they don't, yeah. they should listen a little longer <laughs> and they'll figure it out. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, we're not, we're not going to spend a bunch of time apologizing. It's a reasonable statement. It eleven years old. First of all, it does sound like a tough time. Secondly, is your only experience and diabetes is hard. So you're going to think eleven's hard. Trust me, if he was diagnosed at 9 or 13 or 15, you would have said, you know, nine years old is a tough time to be diagnosed. Yeah. <laughs> so, right? Well, just, I think it's yeah.
1: hard at, at that age. Like the preteen is like a social situation with it, of understanding, being okay with it. Like so like kids are so unsure of themselves at that age that it's just, you know what I mean? And then you're adding on this thing that now all of a sudden makes you different when you weren't different before.
0: Danielle, would you describe yourself as an overthinker?
1: 100%
0: <laughs> because I could, uh, ascribe anything to anything if you wanted me to, <laughs> Yeah. but I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm having fun uh, talking to you. Okay. So a uh, couple things. 504 plan. How did that go? Do you We use still it?
1: don't have one to this day, Scott.
0: No, see, we- that can't be true because the most exciting thing, can I be honest with you? I didn't bring it up in the moment. One of the things I was very warmed by in your story so far was that the school immediate was like, "Hey, get yourself a 504." No, 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 oh. not the school. Oh, you?
1: Not the school. The teacher.
0: Oh, it then...
1: wasn't the school. Our schools' systems. I, I don't care how this sounds at this point. Go ahead. They are the worst about I, IEPs and 504 plans for kids. Our our group our our school district is mm-hmm. known in this area to be. By far, they will push back, push back, push back as much as they possibly can.
0: How How long have you been trying to get a 504? Two years. Really?
1: It started out, we couldn't get it because it was, uh, everything shut down, right? Mm -hmm. So that was March of 2020. Everything shut down, so then we weren't in school. So then the counselor at that time was telling us, well, let's wait and see. We don't really set these up until we know how they're going to react When they're in school, Mm
0: -hmm. knowing
1: what I know now, that was a bunch of BS. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Hey, are you you going to the Eli Manning middle school? Is that the problem here? No, no, because he only won that Super Bowl by mistake for any of you Giants fans listening. Let me just say for a second, Eli Manning, you don't get to throw a ball that a guy pins to his helmet and call that on purpose. Okay, it doesn't count. Obviously, Peyton's the better quarterback. Now we're gonna, yeah, right? I just I assumed any school named after Eli would just not be great <laughs> at things. That's all I'm saying here. Um, so
1: we also, it's a very large school district. I will say that. Our school district is very large. So that's maybe uh, part of it. Maybe should, it's funding. Maybe it's where they want their funds to go. I don't know.
0: Funding? How much um, does it cost to have a 504 meter? <laughs> I
1: don't know, but it seems like it's a lot of paperwork that they don't want to do. And it seems like it's going to cost them time and money is, is what it, it feels uh, like at here, this point. Here's,
0: here's what I think. I think they don't want your kid to have a 504 plan because once you have a 504 plan, they are they are beholden to follow it, and they're concerned that if they don't follow it, you're going to cause them trouble. I'm guessing that they're using this avoidance tactic with a lot of success, and so that's why they're doing it. I would mm-hmm. um, call ADA, see if they could help okay. you um, figure out how to push it through, or I would put a 504 plan together, hand it to her, and say... You've got 24 hours to come back with um, things that you want to add or subtract to this. We're going to have a meeting, and then this is going into effect. If you don't like it, my attorney will call.
1: Yeah. So we 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 went through like that. What that first counselor said to us. So here in this school district, they go through K through four is at one school or elementary considered elementary schools. There's a lot of elementary schools in this district. Mm -hmm. Um, Then they have intermediate school, which is fifth and sixth. Um, and there's a few intermediate schools and then seventh, eighth junior high, and then you go on to high school. So you hit four schools before you even graduate in the school district, but you keep on getting tossed to different counselors. So at the time he was diagnosed, he was in sixth grade. He would have been, yeah, sixth grade. And then they went home. So then I had to go talk to another or no fifth grade. And then he changed, um, to sixth grade, I had to talk to, he got a new counselor in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. I had to talk to that counselor, heard the same exact, it is almost verbatim that they have it like fine-tuned for what you say to a parent. If they're asking for this, yeah. you say this, so just- it is fine-tuned because we heard verbatim the same exact speech, the same exact spiel. We went back in. And, and that school year, it was a 50-50 split of being – at first we started out at home, then it was a 50-50 in school, not in school, and then they didn't go back full time until like February that year.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, um, so, I, I'd i be up to the point where I'd put my hand up while somebody's talking and say, you don't need to finish this sentence. I know where this is going. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Uh, we have yeah. a 504 plan by the end of the week, or I'm 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 going to bring in outside help to get it done. You guys can't seem to get it done. That's fine. I'm going to bring somebody here to compel you to get it finished, and then mm-hmm. just be done with it. Because once they know you're serious, somebody yeah. in that school has a 504 plan. You're letting We've, you're letting them yeah. push you. Is yeah. One, yeah, yeah.
1: We well, we wrote we ended up writing out the 504 plan, mm-hmm. and to include also the celiac as well. And there's some things that kind of like overlay when it's celiac and T1D There's some of the same things. So we're overlaying that into one. Um, finally, this, this year, this counselor has been a little bit more, a little bit better, but he's still not on one because we can't get it scheduled to have a meeting to discuss what we put into this 504 plan. I have been in, at, at this point, I have requested with the nur- we've h- had an really great nurses and then kind mm. of nurses that were nurses are great. School nurse- nurses are awesome, but he's in junior high. It's a bigger school. I think she had a lot on her plate. She was, she had a different mentality when it came to T1D. We just kind of couldn't really connect that transitioned um, January of this year to a new nurse who has been phenomenal, but the old nurse um, wouldn't follow him on <laughs> Dexcom. And that was one thing that we really, really wanted. That's literally the only thing that I care that the nurses do is that they follow him. He can manage everything else on his own dose, wherever he feels like it, whenever he needs to, Right. like, you know,
0: you just made me laugh because I remember being in a, in a meeting with a nurse at the high school and she said, well, that's not how I do it. And I said, oh, I don't really care how you do it.
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't really matter how you do it. She this is sti- how
0: we do it. She yeah. stared back at me, and I was like, uh, "I'm not asking your permission. Like, this is how it's going to happen. You facilitate it, and um, mm-hmm. your opinion's really unimportant to me. Thank you." Yeah, <laughs> I don't think they liked me, but uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it worked out for Arden. Um, yeah, and, and in the end, that's what mattered. They're so accustomed to not to dealing with people who don't know what they're doing, and then they take yeah. this. They take. I'm going to generalize here again, but they take this. Uh, tiny bit of knowledge they have and try to lay it across everybody's situation and that's just not mm-hmm. okay. Um, yeah. I, I told her I was like you got kids walking around this school. I know who they are. Their blood sugars are 220 all day and you're happy with it because they don't get low. I said uh, mm-hmm. when they leave here and their head falls off in 20 years or whatever the hell's gonna happen to them. I said you'll you'll think you did a good job and my daughter's gonna live forever with health issues. I said I would prefer I actually believe I said if that's what you're planning on doing, then I'm going to withdraw Arden from school and send her to a tropical island to live her life. Because she needs to be healthy more than she needs to be educated. And, yeah. you know, if we're boiling it down, your thing's not as important as her not being sick. So this right. is what we're going to do. And this is how you're going to do it. And if mm-hmm. you don't like it, I'd appreciate it if you just smiled through your teeth and did it anyway. Because I really don't care. I have been, yeah. I said I uh, this kid's had diabetes since she was 2. A one C is in the mid fives. Your opinion is just just not valid. I you know mm-hmm. whatever you don't know what you are talking about. So right. um, and you ruined my surprise that your son has celiac. I was going to say that. Oh, next. sorry. Well,
1: I okay. feel like I said it at the very beginning.
0: Did you through my tears? I don't know. I don't pay but... attention. I am just teasing. I pay attention. I just don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, when did the celiac diagnosis come?
1: Um. So his two week uh, checkup after being diagnosed. You know they ran. Tests for it, and um, it came up as positive for celiac. But then we were told, you know, to get the actual confirmation. He needs to have a
0: biopsy or whatever they do there. Yeah, you know, whatever the it is. Thing.
1: Endoscopy, endoscopy. That's
0: like, that's your mouth, right? Not your butt.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah
0: correct that's better uh-huh <laughs> i mean i mean if i'm gonna pick which
1: it, is even more disgusting if you think about because the endoscopy is like down through your intestines and then back up
0: so i don't know i pull I'm that more,
1: tube right back up there thank I'm, you no thank you
0: i'm more worried about where it goes initially i think we're all seeing what kind of date i would be uh uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> i had to pick <laughs> if i had to pick yeah. i'd choose my mouth
1: Okay, well, you know, the aftermath of that, who knows? I don't know.
0: Oh, Danielle, I don't know what you're trying to tell me about your life, but okay. Um, (laughs) All right. So, uh, boy, look at you. You're not that Catholic. You were okay with that.
1: Oh, no, I'm not that
0: Catholic. (laughs) I mean,
1: I'm Catholic. I'm pretty Catholic, but I'm not that. I mean,
0: I'm Uh, I'm one of those
1: fun Catholics.
0: (laughs) Danielle, I grew up around a lot of Catholic girls, and... uh, I, I know what they were okay with and what they weren't okay with. So. <laughs> no, I, no, uh,
1: no. Okay. Um, no. Moving on.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, how does the this... ceiling? Hold on a second. Uh, that... I can't wait for the note I'll get where it's, uh, it'll be, um, it'll be, uh, I don't like the way you talk to women about sex. <laughs> I was talking about myself. If you go back and listen, I said, I'd rather it go in my mouth than my butt. All right? That was me talking about me. Now, um by the way, I've only ever gotten one note like that and I thought it was really misguided. I I I I thought it was more about the person's comfortability hearing about people talking about sex because then a ton of other people came into this thread and said I love the way Scott deals with with yeah. with that stuff on the podcast. So anyway, I think it might have just been an older person who was uncomfortable with uh uh, hearing a man talk to a woman about sex, honestly, is what Well, I, hey, you
1: can't, I, can't be a part of this group of having, without having some sense of humor, so...
0: Yeah, that's yeah, all. I mean, you can't. <laughs> it's not allowed. <laughs> Daniel, we are not going to rename the the episode something about you and your mouth. Don't worry. It's going to be fun. Yeah, thank you. Okay, yeah, thank yeah, yeah, you yeah. for yeah. that one. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, celiac, uh, I'm assuming he went gluten-free after this?
1: Um. So after... Before the endoscopy, he did not. We had to remain a gluten, but he wasn't having. Here's the thing they call it a silent celiac, where he wasn't having any of the symptoms. It wasn't until recently that he's had symptoms from celiac when okay. he's been glutened. Okay. So, um, no real celiac symptoms. So then it puts it in our head. He doesn't really have this. Is it just a, a fluke? He doesn't really have this. Endoscopy comes out. He does have it. And we wait like two weeks after the endoscopy to find out the results or whatever. And that was the part where, you know, we're on a virtual call with the doctor for that one. Mm-hmm. And he was the one that broke down.
0: The boy, your son. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. By the way, he the- broke
1: down. And then that broke my heart, you know, seeing that him go through that.
0: Yeah. Then another thing happened.
1: Yeah. Because it's not just another thing. If you're told that, look, T1D, yes, this is going to be hard, but you don't have to change anything that you eat. You can eat anything you want as long as you dose for it, mm-hmm. and then that's taken away.
0: He's been you glu- can't really. He's been gluten. You're not
1: eating anything you want anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. He's been glutened is a is an interesting sentence. Yeah, It felt like it was. <laughs> it, it's, I don't know. I just thought it was like, well, that's really interesting. Uh, so mm-hmm. okay, so he um doesn't deal with that well because they start telling him the things he can't eat in the office. Yeah. Great.
1: He, well, and he's seeing all these things, and I, at this point, we're going through our cabinets, we're going through our food to like, we're going taking him to the grocery store with us to see, like, read labels. This is what you can do. This is what you can't do. And it was too much for him. Like mm-hmm. it was. He's young. But he has to do it because it's that's our reality now. Right. You right. know.
0: Um, yeah. W- what are his uh, What are his physical outward symptoms if he it gets glutened?
1: So now. Granted, it's still not severe. Now he'll have like a, a stomach ache or just kind of, I don't know, stomach issues. He'll be going to the bathroom
0: mm-hmm. a little
1: bit more for probably a day or two. But he is still like, no, 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 no. It wasn't because that had gluten in am Like, yeah, I think that it was at that restaurant that you really, really love. Sorry, that restaurant is probably off of our,
0: right.
1: our list now. You know what I mean? So things are still kind of being taken away from him now that he's getting um, – gluten. Um but or that he's having reactions to it. But the other thing that we notice is his blood sugars are like go crazy too.
0: Yeah. You know, I um Arden Arden is today's Wednesday. Arden has been gluten-free for 6 days now as part of a thing we're trying to trying to figure some stuff out and we all did okay. it with her just to, you know, out of like solidarity. And uh I think I might be like losing some bloating actually.
1: No, for sure. So we are probably, uh, my husband and I are probably, I'd say 85 to 90% Mm gluten-free our household is pretty much gluten-free. There's some things like we don't, the five-year-old has his things that have gluten in them and that's, that's fine. But for the most part, we eat pretty clean ish. Mm -hmm. Um, and we kind of all already had before this as well. So, um, but I notice now when I have pasta that is a gluten pasta, like it's full on, it's far worse than just like a normal pasta dinner.
0: Like, mm-hmm. yeah, um, with I, the bloat. I, I'm already noticing for a few days, like, I haven't really cut that many things out of my diet. I was like, oh, I might have been eating almost gluten free to begin with. Um, uh-huh. It's, uh, it's interesting like it, it really is. so I mean, I don't know we're gonna we're gonna do it for a solid month to see mm-hmm. if um she gets any positive impact from it then we'll decide moving forward from there. yeah, um, but anyway, it, it's a uh, it's a it's a burden, right? like it's just another thing to have to do it's another
1: thing about. and it's another like it, it's already hard enough sometimes going to restaurants and now there's another layer on that. Mm-hmm. and again, we're in travel sports where Restaurants are a full on thing. There are times when we can't always take our food with us. You know, we've got to find a restaurant that he can have. It's not always we're not always going to a restaurant as a team where there's a lot that he can have on the menu besides a salad, you know? Yeah. Um, Also, and
0: this I I hope this doesn't sound pejorative, but you live in a part of the country, too, where cuisine's not exactly I apologize. I've been there a couple of times. The food's not great, and and uh, you know it's not your fault. I once had a bagel in. Uh, it's getting
1: in, better, Scott. Come back uh, and visit again. It's getting better. It's getting. It really is.
0: I, I promise. I, I had a bagel in Indianapolis that 15 years later I can. No, still you can't get, have
1: an Indianapolis bagel and think that you're going to get an East Coast bagel, Scott. I, I Come was on.
0: trying to get on a plane. Okay, and, well, and it's the, not
1: going to be the same. You can't expect to have the same thing. Well, was I'm not gonna go out to the east Coast and exact and expect to get a great uh tenderloin
0: I was gonna say what what is it you're about to say what, what do they have in Indianapolis
1: <laughs> yeah really it's like the pork tenderloins like that's what any and they are dang good don't uh, worry no. but there aren't any gluten-free ones so
0: I, I could smoke you some pork you would think it was good but it was well fun.
1: that I'm into yeah. that like that right. I'll do that we I, I will say our family actually does eat a lot healthier than most families in our mm.
0: I'm going to go smoke a steak after you. after you and I are done. That's actually what I'm going to do. I'm going to smoke a steak for myself. That sounds <laughs> uh, wonderful. Yeah, I'm going to put it on and then try not to forget that it's there when I run back upstairs and start editing because I have been known to um, forget about my food uh, uh-huh. and, and mess myself <laughs> up. But OK, so I, we're at the part now where I want to ask you if there's anything that we haven't talked about that you wanted to talk about.
1: Well, the fact that you're my husband's man crush, Scott.
0: We didn't get to that. That is important. We didn't. I yes. started
1: crying and then it was all hell broke
0: loose. Yeah, yeah. Does he have uh, pictures of me? Does he quote me?
1: No. Well, so uh, when I, we were coming out of what we thought we were coming out of Honeymoon, we were having a lot of struggles. And just by chance in a local uh, T1D group, somebody mentioned the podcast. So then I started following the Facebook group. Took me a couple of weeks before I started listening to podcast because I that's not, I don't usually do that. Like mm-hmm. podcasts aren't normally my thing. And then I started telling my husband, like, you should listen to these. And it was taking him a while. And he was like, okay, okay. And I kept pushing on him, pushing on him, pushing on him. And then all of a sudden, one day, um, he's talking to me and he was like, well, Scott said that we should do this. Scott said this. Who the f is Scott? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, he was like the guy from the podcast, and I was like, oh, okay, all right. So then I think it was a couple of weeks later. Um, you had put something on the Facebook group of like, hey, reach out to me if you think there's an interesting part to your diagnosis story. Like, mm-hmm. I want to hear it. And so I did. And right before he saw that, he saw didn't see that i had reached out but he saw that you had posted that and he mentioned he's like oh you want to reach out to him and i was like yeah i will like i'm up to and he's like he's not gonna have you on i'm like tell me i can't do something and i'm gonna do it like why, why would your so say, oh, i reached I, out uh. you responded immediately like within five minutes and i turned and looked at, at him and like showed him my phone i was like see this i'm gonna be on it he's like
0: what well you did you mentioned celiac and i um I was trying to get more people to talk about that. So it was an easy one. Uh, Does he ever ask you to call him Scott during sexy time?
1: No. Okay. No, no. If it Mm -hmm. gets to
0: that, please send me an email. I'd like to know. (laughs) (laughs) I'll
1: let you know if it does get to that point. I don't don't think that it will.
0: You've changed (laughs) me completely. I used to think like I want somebody to name a baby after me. And now I'm like, oh, maybe that would be better.
1: No, I think, like, he was asking me to, this morning, he's like, do you, like, need me to stay in case, because he knows that I was going to cry and probably break down at one point, and he was like, in case I need to take over, and I was like, get out of here, this is my <laughs> podcast, not yours.
0: Well, I get am, I, first of all, I'm very happy that the podcast helps you, that's terrific. Um, it, it,
1: yeah. I can't tell you how much it does, like, no words can describe how much it has helped us, it, it, like, once we got um, a therapist for our family, that was a huge marker for us. Mm -hmm. Once my son was able to go actually physically go to camp, that was a huge point for him. And once we found the podcast, that was, I I know this is probably going to sound funny now at this point, but like that was a huge moment in our marriage and our, our relationship with this. So
0: it's been good. Oh, I'm glad I saved you some money on an attorney. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe it was getting, I mean, we were all, the whole house got very heated for a while. Plus we were dealing with like, Everybody's home. Everybody's working from home. Everybody's doing school from home. We had a uh mm-hmm. our celiac led to a finding out a mold situation because as we were cleaning out our kitchen, we realized that there was mold. We had to do a full renovation. So it was just a lot of chaos happening within like a four-month stint that was like, this is too much. We're at each other's throats now. So um we we have found help along the way. It took us a while to get us there, but we have found help around along the way, and it is we are in a much better spot.
0: Oh, I'm glad. So. I'm really good. That's a wonderful review of the show. Um, much better than the one I received recently. Would you like to hear it? Uh-oh. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. This one's hilarious. It just made me think of it while you were talking. I, I'm so fascinated by this. It's uh, It was a three-star review, but then I read it. Brilliant nice. information and great tips offered on the podcast. I've gained insight on management, which has resulted in better control of my type 1 Jenny Smith adds credibility to the material provided. And I'm like, my God, this is a great, I, I, what a wonderful review of the podcast. Probably just clicked on three stars by mistake. Meant to make it five stars. Last sentence. The host, Scott, talks too much and cuts people off.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> and I
0: thought, <laughs> I hope the person who wrote this hears this. Um, I thought, still a terrific podcast. I, I, what a great review. Uh, the thing I don't get is, how do I lose two stars for that little bit, when the rest of it is brilliant information, great tips, I'm better. Like my health is better. I've gained insight. These uh-huh. are big words, two, three stars, and that, and then months later, after the review had been left, I think they went back and altered it and took away another star.
1: <laughs> <I must've- laughs> you know what, Scott? That's called a hug and a punch. Like. <laughs> That's a hug and a punch right there. I
0: think she's going to take away another one, like, a couple months. I think she must be – first of all, I say she. I could be wrong. but
1: Well, you could be because right, right. the the, yeah. the males seem to be very silent. Right. They all listen, but they're very silent. Yeah,
0: nobody nobody speaks up too much, but that's fine. So, anyway, the person, not she. But mm-hmm. um, I think they're going to take away another one in a couple more months. I think they listen intently, and then I cut somebody off, and they're like – <laughs> So, like I
1: wanted to hear more from that person. What I would love to
0: I would love for the person to contact me because I I wonder if I mean it's just a very East Coast way of speaking. I don't sit quietly until you get every last word out of your mouth. And I don't I don't believe I cut people off. I, I see it as a spirited back and forth. Like it is actually right. how I think about conversations. I think that monologuing followed by a monologue followed by a monologue is kind of boring. So and not for nothing. Sometimes people say something that make you think of something that kind of has to come out in the moment. And sometimes they're going on and on and it's getting boring. And yeah. and I'm the only one I'm the arbiter of what's boring. So yeah. If you don't like it, I mean go find another podcast, and listen to that one. But I don't know how you write four incredible sentences followed up by one where it's just like, hey guy, talk by the way, talk's too much. I'm gonna curse. It's a fucking podcast. What should I do? <laughs> What, what should I do exactly? Should I not I talk? I really
1: appreciate the F-bomb, Scott. Thank you. So much. Yeah.
0: Should I, so not? Much I, should I not talk? Wait, wait, why don't I, I'll just go, here, here's what I'll do from now. What's the point here? Anyway, uh, it just popped up in my face the other day. So I just.
1: You know, out. I'm a bit of a talker too. And I know I know there have been a few times within this conversation that I've cut you off and I thought, you know, immediately, ah, shit, I just cut him off. But I don't care because I have something to say, and this is what I'm going to say now.
0: There's nothing wrong with that. Also, you're (sighs) completely missing. There were a couple of times I had to run you over because you wouldn't shut up.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm a talker, man. It's like, I'll tell you all the things. I'm an open book, and I will spew it all out there for anybody to hear.
0: absolutely perfect. I just would love to know, does this person see it as rude, or does it impact their ability to follow the conversation? I don't know exactly, but I would... I think I you're would,
1: spending too much time thinking about this random person.
0: Well, I mean, we just did it now because I'm talking about it on the podcast. Yeah, you uh, got
1: to you got to like let that one go.
0: But other than that, I've not thought about it. I just what you said made it pop into my head. Like I thought yeah. when you said what you said about the podcast, I was like, oh, that's a lovely review of the podcast, which made me think, oh, last night I saw this thing happen. So anyway, I, I, I don't want you to think that I've <laughs> that I've thought about it before I you know, after I saw it or that I will again after we stop talking about it. It just I found it amusing. Anyway, as we move on. So um, your husband has a crush on me. Uh, The Mm -hmm. kids, is the podcast actually helpful for like management stuff or did you get more community out of it? Because you did talk earlier about how concerned you were that your son wouldn't know another person with diabetes.
1: We got both. So at the beginning, I was very concerned about him and like him having somebody. Mm -hmm. And um, what I've realized is that we also needed needed people. Mm Mm-hmm as parents, like we needed a support group. We needed the podcast um, and the Facebook group. And I don't really follow a lot on Facebook. I don't post a lot. I posted a lot um, during November for diabetes awareness month, but then like, it was almost cringy. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's posting too much. Like, am I doing you know too much with this? I don't know. <laughs> um, but that's not, we don't post a lot on, on Facebook. We don't get that involved and things like that. But how, ha- like I wouldn't have, facebook anymore probably if it wasn't for the pod the the juice box group
0: can i be honest with you i uh i wouldn't either yeah Uh, yeah it's just it's it's such a good group and i love it really is yeah but i don't i don't know i don't know if i've aged out of it or what i've done exactly but there are just not many times in my life that i think oh i should share this with other people who will virtually see it and i'll never know if they even saw it or not like it just I, don't yeah. know. I haven't thought about it in a while like that. As a matter of fact, sometimes I, I don't ever log. Like, so I see Facebook through uh, an account that is the owner of the Juicebox podcast group. And I have a private account, but I haven't switched back to it in so long that sometimes when I do, I'm inundated by things so much so that I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going back there. So, yeah. 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 Anyway,
1: I mean, I think at the beginning of all that, we were so concerned with his mental health in this and what he was going to get and making sure he had support and had others that he could reach out to mm-hmm. that we put ourselves on the back burner for it, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I would say like him going to camp was the best thing that could have happened to him. Like meeting the other kids was everything. We noticed an immediate shift with him, cool. like great shift after um, going to see a therapist for the family. And then, great shift after going to camp and then also we connected with a local t1d athlete who's in high school at our in our district who kind of is a little bit of a mentor towards him
0: okay at archie so, at archie manning high school yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs>
0: uh-huh. all right um excellent okay are we done i feel good about this I feel good about it. All right. Well, we've done it. Awesome. I feel Thanks, very good. Scott. No, no, no. Don't don't thank me. Um, thank you. Uh, what's your? Let me ask you, like, one question going out the door. It, what, like, gluten free thing have you found that is an absolute must have?
1: Um, um. This is not
0: a shining endorsement. Okay there's nothing no that I know the, there's like a couple things here okay.
1: one there's a particular brand of like because it's hard for baking right baking gets yeah it it's not the same and that and everybody has such an emotional tie to food sometimes especially when it comes to like those um traditional or tradition family traditions of baking and things like that like and then when it's not quite the same it's the you know
0: yeah I agree I actually last night Arden said to me hey those sugar cookies I make they have gluten in them, right? And I said, yeah. And she's like, oh, all right. And I said, you never eat them anyway. She just makes them for other people. This is so interesting. You brought this up. Uh, she just makes them and she gives them to people. And I said, you really never even eat them. She goes, but I can't even like stick my finger in the bowl while I'm doing it. And I was like, probably not. And I said, I made cookies for Cole the other day and I didn't touch them, you know, cause I I'm doing this with you. And, uh, I said, it wasn't bad. And she's like, eh. it, it, but I think you're right about that. There's something about the I was going to pageantry, but there's something about the process of, of just baking for people. It's nice, you know, and you get done and you eat one and see how it is. And, um, and you know, then you give the rest of them to somebody else. But eh, I take that as a point. And people, what do you got to do Use like almond flour or something like that. That's gotta be terrible. Right. I mean, almonds. Is that right? Almond. Oh, you're gone. Hold on a second. No audio from you. Super interesting. You're you're you can hear me, right, Danielle? No, you're you're gone. Interesting. It's not me. How about now? There you are. What'd you do?
1: Well, I unplugged it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back to where we were at in the be- all right, beginning. All
0: right, now you're just talking to me through the laptop. Okay. All right. Well then then we're done. Uh okay. it's an official ending of the podcast. First, a huge thanks to Danielle for coming on the show and sharing her story. And of course, we want to thank InPen from Medtronic Diabetes and remind you to go to InPenToday.com to find out more and get started today. Let's also thank the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter. Go get yourself an accurate meter. Get the Contour Next One at ContourNext.com forward slash juicebox. Thank you so much for listening, for supporting the sponsors. Please use my links. If you've enjoyed the Juicebox Podcast, tell somebody else about it. Tell them how to subscribe and follow. You'll warm my heart when you do these things. If you're looking for community around diabetes, please check out the Juicebox Podcast private Facebook group. It's called Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes. You have to answer a couple of questions to get in. That's how you'll know you're in the right place. Once you're in there, 30,000 members, all using insulin, loving somebody who does, having great conversations about management, life, everything you can think of is there. Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. Seriously, go check it out. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.